I was up until 5.30. What time did you wake up? Um, first, <laughs> 8. N- nice. And then 10. Very nice. And then 12. Okay, okay. <laughs> I think I got up around 11, and I forget what I did. I feel like I got food, like, immediate. Oh, no, I went to get uh, breakfast by myself, didn't I? Yes. I went to get breakfast, and then I came back, and it was probably around 1 then. And then we just watched TV all day. Yes. Yeah, that was... It was a recovery day. It was a big recovery day. It was well needed. It was much needed. I'm not going to lie. Thinking about doing this episode did not cross my mind once all of Sunday. I was so on board with just doing nothing Yeah, <laughs> for once. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have a race event that late mm-hmm. and a party, mm-hmm. you're going to need recovery time. Yeah, yeah. So we're finally up to episode 12 now. Of episode 12. Welcome of- back. Welcome, welcome. After a very long weekend, a very exciting weekend of Las Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Viva Las Vegas. I think that was, uh, Ocon did that in one of his interviews mm-hmm. or something. Um, but yeah, the party was good. I think, I think it was a great time. The food you made, everyone loved. Um, yeah, we, uh, got our whole living room set up down mm-hmm. here in the basement. Mm-hmm. Uh, took this entire corner down. There was... Quite literally nothing left except yeah. for the pipes that always stay here. Yep. And uh the carpet moved. Yeah, the carpet moved, which <laughs> we'll figure out yeah, at we'll, some point. Yep. Um uh, but yeah, we had a bunch of people over. Mm-hmm. It was very fun to have mostly non Formula One fans. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised how many people stayed for the race too. Oh yeah. You kind of assume when something's that late. Yeah. Like, might just go home. I feel like it was asking a lot, mm-hmm. and I think that we did a good job of asking people way in advance so that they could prepare for it. Yeah. But I still thought that people, I was worried that people were going to be bored. Yeah, me too. But it was good, and even though it's a much more distracting environment to watch Formula One, mm-hmm. I enjoyed how many questions people were asking. Oh, yeah. And... It seemed like they were able to enjoy themselves and watch it and sort of know what was going on. Yep. We had a couple games for people to enjoy beforehand, too. We had the Sim setup, yep. beer pong, blackjack, where our friend was running the table for that. Um, yeah, it was kind of like a whole, it was like a GTA party. Um, for anyone who hasn't played GTA, I'm sorry in advance, but yeah. like you, 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 Go into your friend's apartment and there's all these things. The nightclub is bumping in the background. Yeah, yeah, it was all black here with black lights and strobe lights and everything. No, we went out for Vegas and I think it was it was yeah. a success. Yeah. First it time. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for next year now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, now that people have come once, they'll like know and like plan for it ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that'll be good. Yeah. Do you think maybe uh, maybe before we get into the weekend review here, we just talk mm-hmm. about maybe the weather reports that we kind of thought were, were coming along? Yep. Um, so at one point, they were saying anywhere between like 5 and 10 degrees Celsius, mm-hmm. and we were getting worried because we've never seen anything close to that. They were essentially saying it was going to be like undrivable. Yes. And it, it, it wasn't undrivable. It, it wasn't, wasn't undrivable. Remotely close. Yeah. It was cold. Yes. 
and like especially comparing to we were just in brazil which is super hot it's 100 i think 100 over 100 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit in brazil. and like and like coda and brazil like the track temperature mm -hmm. was like well over 100 i'm sure mexico was warm too it's yeah. just in that yeah you know, that central whole, america yeah um, um so it's was, definitely different but not as expected yeah i was happy to see because you know it, it, we'll get into it here I, I think let's just get into fp1 because mm -hmm. you know um really it was what is it nine minutes or eight minutes or uh <laughs> nine i think it was nine minutes yeah, yeah so at minute nine carlos signs hits a manhole <laughs> that was let loose by Ocon, I want to say, was the one who hit it initially. Oh, really? Someone I, else hit it before him? Yeah, his car was messed up too, yeah. Oh, yeah, so. I thought that it was purely Sign's car driving over it and it mm -hmm. like basically suctioning the initially to his, the bottom of his car. Yeah, initially that's what I thought as well. But Ocon's car was actually, like he was driving to the pits at that point. Like his car wasn't completely oh. incapacitated. But signs hit it and just destroyed his car. Hmm. Yeah, so um, you know, kind of tying this into the weather, yeah, as well. Um, our friends were just sending us article. Uh, the non Formula One fan friends were sending us articles that were being posted like at night, in the middle of the night, about how this like Grand Prix was a failure already because of a Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yeah, it was a or Wednesday. They moved everything up one day, so free practice started on Thursday instead of Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just frustrating that, like, these articles were just piggybacking off of, like, one one poor day. Mm -hmm. um, because to me, like, you're, 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 the biggest things to watch are qualifying in the race. Yeah. Um, Formula, Formula One is not set up so that everyone can just watch practice. I mean, we watch practice because we enjoy the sport. Yeah, it's more built as, like extra context and content mm -hmm. which is very entertaining but mm -hmm. i think you sort of really have to be into the sport mm -hmm. to be able to appreciate free practice yes and not just look, stare at cars that are driving around yeah. like sometimes going fast and sometimes it's not, not. <laughs> yeah. um so for me it was more uh after the weekend ended mm -hmm. and i went back to work yes I was so confused because multiple people brought up to me at work. They're like, I heard the race almost got like rained out yep. and like the race almost didn't happen. Like some, someone thought that like the race didn't happen mm -hmm. and like it was just over. Same thing happened to me. And uh, I was, I was really confused. And then I finally realized that they were talking about the signs incident. Yep. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I like explained it. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, that made a lot more sense. Mm -hmm. But I think even like a headline that's like big mishap at a Formula One in Las Vegas. Yeah, and then everyone's your brain just starts like putting together like, oh, I guess it didn't happen or it, it got ruined completely. Yeah. But I think the, the worst part about it and, and the only thing that I think maybe Formula One failed at as, as a whole yeah. um, was telling everyone to leave. When they did, and, and maybe there was a reason for that. Maybe it had to do with when they had to open up the track for the next practice, because the way the timing worked out, um, the free practice one was supposed to start at, was it 1 a.m. that we waited for? And then it was nine minutes, and then free practice two was going to happen a couple hours later. Free practice one started at 11.30. Oh, that's our why it was time. a good time for us. Okay. It started at our time, 11.30, Okay, which was 
seven thirty. No. Eight. Nine thirty. Yeah, they're two hours behind. Two hours? Those I think three it's, hours. Uh, two or three. Eight thirty or nine thirty, somewhere in that time. Huh. Frame. But I know that free practice two ended up getting done even before we woke up the next morning. Yes. Which so that so they told everyone to leave yeah. after they canceled free practice one. Yeah. So all of the extended free practice two was just in front of nobody, which if you pay yeah. for tickets, I'm very sorry for you because that just sucks. Yeah. I Speaking of coworkers bringing up stuff, a non-Formula One coworker said that uh, there was an article that was saying that people weren't getting refunds, but they were getting uh, like F1 store uh like coupons like gift cards essentially to buy merch okay i don't know about that as one. a refund yeah I, I also can't uh you know stand behind the validity yeah. of that but if that's the case se. that's harsh but if that's the case then that's like rough yeah oh like, yeah oh, you couldn't enjoy one third of your weekend essentially mm -hmm. here's some free merch yeah. <laughs> um so now you know I, I guess maybe we don't need to talk about much more of what happened in free practice one because it was so short yeah um you did bring up that the video that was released on <laughs> f1 tv for free practice one yes it was seven minutes and nine seconds for a nine minute which is two minutes shorter than the total length of <laughs> so, the, the I, session i didn't watch it yet but no it it, just i essentially was watching the um highlights to you know get refreshed for ourselves at the pod mm -hmm. and uh i saw i was figuring to see like a one minute video yeah. for fp1 and i saw it was seven minutes and i was like huh i'm gonna watch this whole thing no matter what it is <laughs> and it was literally just max driving around the track for like five minutes and then carlos hit the thing and it was two minutes of that and then it was two minutes of no driving <laughs> So oh, it was a entertaining highlights. Hey man, there, uh, someone had a job to do. And yeah, they were like, it was a good highlight for what happened. I can just imagine whoever is in charge of making the videos, right? Like their manager was probably like long asleep. They're like, all right, you can handle this, right? Yeah. And then that happens, and they're like, oh my god, my 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 manager's asleep. I have to make a video, and he said it has to be at least it seven has minutes. To be at least seven minutes. <laughs> what am I gonna fill this with? Yeah. Uh, Max, Max Max was driving around the longest of anyone, yeah. so I'll just put him there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that didn't make it to YouTube because I feel like the comments for that would have been harsh. If yeah, they that would have been like a comments turned off yeah. video. Yep, yep. <clears throat> um, but one thing that did happen uh, in free practice two was uh, Logan Sargent was actually in P3 at the end of free practice two, which really yeah. started to get my hopes up very early on. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, by the end of free practice three, I think at some point in free practice three, they people stop going for fast laps, mm -hmm. uh, and they're more doing all of the other bucket list items. Yeah, just checking like arrow. Yeah, There's, yeah. Data tracking, mm -hmm. testing like a certain corner, like mm -hmm. breaking a certain area, mm -hmm. um, but still showing that they have pace mm -hmm. was probably really exciting. Oh yeah. I was, I was up the wall to the point that, um, I really thought that, you know, we'll get into it later. Anyway, yeah. qualifying, qualifying. That was, you know, maybe a little unexpected for McLaren fans. Unfortunately, we also didn't watch it live. Did we not? 
No, we watched it right before the race. Oh, I watched. Oh, you know. Okay, so I watched it. Oh, you watched it. I That's watched what it. it was. Yeah, that was late. That was three in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shocked that you stayed up as late as you did. But it was like yeah, twenty minutes before you stuck your head down, and I was like, yeah, I do not want to wake him up for this right now. This is there's zero value in this at this yeah. point. But um, we ended up yeah, we rewatched it before the race yeah with everyone here mm-hmm. which is uh, cool for the 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 either newer fans or non-fans yeah. just to get some more context for sure um, and like understanding how they figure out what order they get in of course um yeah yeah but yeah it was uh kind of wild it was wild uh at least in q1 um yeah. I, I don't think Either driver hit anything or any did any damage to the car, but McLaren really kind of shocked both of us mm-hmm. with an early exit. Yep, um, that was really unfortunate. I, I think their car is really designed for fast, fast corners right now. Yeah, um, they have a tremendous amount of you know out out of out of turn acceleration. Yeah. I think compared to some other cars. Yeah, um, I don't think that they were going into the weekend super confident, mm-hmm. uh, and. They talked about that a lot during the free practice sessions mm-hmm. after our last recording. Oh, yes. Yep. Because um, we, I mean, I predicted a McLaren podium. Um, but you really do get a lot of context with who has pace, who is doing well, or any cars having any specific issues mm-hmm. this weekend Yes. Um, when you see the free practice sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, during the free practice, I mean, they were like, putting in some decent times but yeah. nothing was like super impressive yeah it's one of those things where like with track evolution too like if they made it to q2 yeah. there's a much higher chance they make it to q3 yeah but you get that early exit and you just don't even get to show what your car is capable of yeah and i think if you like on a track like this where there's such low traction and um you know it's not a ton of turns but you have to slow down so much from a high speed yes. for all of the turns yep. the first of the f- essentially like four or five like little sections mm-hmm. um that if you screw up that slowing down part then like your whole lap is washed yes so like it's i think it was really easy to not successfully put in a fast lap at vegas i agree because of all of the variables and things going on and fi- everyone figuring out the track because it was literally their first time mm-hmm. yeah. and they even talked about that the only part well not the only part but a part that drivers kept saying was very different than the sim setup mm-hmm. was the sphere area mm-hmm. and they were saying that that handled way differently than their what their sims predicted it would feel like so they didn't feel like they had a lot of uh confidence like once they realized it felt so different, yeah, it was then like, okay, I now have to f- figure this out literally on track for the first time because mm-hmm. they thought that they were figuring everything else out yeah. on sim or at least as much as they could. Yeah. So that was one section that I heard feedback from that wasn't super accurate to the sim. Interesting. I wonder if that was across the board, like all, all 10 teams had that issue or if, yeah. if it was, you know, a couple, like, do they get their data? from similar sources is it from formula one or something like that um, yeah like how do they put how do they especially for a new track but that's interesting i didn't know that at all yeah um some interesting q2 happenings mm-hmm. um checo and lewis hamilton both out in q2 yeah um i i think you know that 
probably is down to track evolution again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves too much with the results, um, but it's just surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think Checo generally just has better race pace and his quality pace right now in that Red Bull. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he's consistently not qualifying too well. Yeah. But consistently overtaking everyone on the grid. Yeah. Um, whether it be um, by bumping into them or not, it doesn't matter. He probably, I, I would, I would like to see a statistic on like who has the most overtakes. Cause I would gander Checo's very high up there just based off of some of his, his, his qualifyings during the mid season, really um, where he would still kind of end up, you know, P five after qualifying like P 13 or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He definitely had a, a bout of not qualifying super well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like five or six races that he was like not qualifying well, but then ended up, you know, passing a bunch of people because his car was so fast yep, yep. during the actual race. But for FP2, by the time that ended, he was in the pits. Oh, Q2. Q2. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, yeah, by the time Q2 ended, he was in the pits. Yep. So he didn't, whether it was like strategy or just poor it, timing. It, yeah, it could have been a bad ha- call. Yeah, he didn't have time whether he was, you know, at the already at the end of his life of his tires mm-hmm. and needed to change them. Mm-hmm. It's but, interesting that you 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 saw that because I saw that Lando, that was the case for him in, in Q1. Yeah. Or maybe both of those teams. Like, I, I mean, it has to be stressful for a strategist because yeah. you're going into a new track. You don't really know how much space you need to give people in order to, like, properly do a good lap. Yeah. Um, you don't know if people are going to bail midway through just because they recognize they did a poor lap and now you have an obstruction or something like that on the track. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, kind of caveating that into Lewis Hamilton a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, now th- those are three experienced drivers yeah. um, with exits earlier than they thought. Um, but Lewis is, is is one of those guys that you just kind of expect to make it to, to find a way to get it to Q3. I yeah. know, um, was it Brazil that he didn't get into? I, I forget. He had a poor qualifying really recently that kind of shocked everyone and you mm. know this wasn't necessarily the, the the end of the world for him it just yeah. wasn't a good showing yeah qualifying was i mean they did did mercedes do better than they did in brazil yes i mean that's <laughs> so like at least it's an improvement that's true so that's true yeah yeah and they're in a freaking toe-to-toe battle with ferrari right now so anything yeah you gotta take anything that you can get yep yeah i agree <clears throat> i agree um Ultimately, in Q3, I was on top of the world. Mm-hmm. Freaking Logan Sargent qualifying technically P7, but Carlos Sainz had that penalty that was 100% his fault, yep. according to uh, Mercedes, that you know bumped Logan to P6. Mm-hmm. Albon started P5, and I was really worried because yeah. last podcast I said if Albon got a podium, I was going to dye my hair. Mm-hmm. And I think now's a good time to get into the race because I was not stressed out for that anymore. Yes. Yes. Um, you know, let's start with lap three. Um, let's start with lap three. <laughs> Why? Why are you laughing? No, because it was awful for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was sk- watching it back a couple times. We just did. Yeah. It was scarier than I thought. Yeah. Um, well, it's, I feel like it's a similar situation with Leclerc losing his hydraulics yes. on a formation lap. Oh, yeah. Where people just, like, aren't ready for that kind yeah. of incident to yeah. happen. And, yeah. So, essentially, Lando lap three was just moving 
mm-hmm. as he was fast, fast hit a bump in the road, which we did see that this was a fairly bumpy track mm-hmm. overall. Um, but I think just the way that his car was going around kind of the, one of the wider turns mm-hmm. and then hit a bump, which caused like a loss of traction, essentially mm-hmm. tried to counter it. And then the car moved that way and they tried to counter that. And then he just spun sideways, slammed into the one wall and then slid like another hundred feet until yeah. the runoff of turn 12. I, I, I don't remember which turn um, it was. It was one of the runoff little areas, but mm-hmm. scary. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. And that was like the biggest crash since Stroll hit the wall in Qatar. Singapore. Was it Qatar? I think it was Qatar. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. It was Qatar. Um, yep. Yeah, I agree. That, that, that was scary. Yeah. It's good to see he's okay. Yeah, he was on a stretcher. Yeah. Like, he was, like... And, like, hearing the radio of his, like, heavy breathing after... Yes. Like, that's, like... That's what scared me. Mm-hmm. I was, like... But seeing he's the cam- okay, and that's good. Yeah. I do have to say, that camera angle that we saw where... Oh, yeah. Like, obviously, the uh, Alex Jax was announcing yeah. um, for F1 TV, and he wasn't expecting it. And then you just see this camera pan to it was either stroll or alonzo and then sparks and then you just yeah. see a mclaren swipe across the screen that was a little scary yeah because he was shooting essentially facing the back end of the straight coming out of the little turn it was like an entry of a of a turn yeah, yeah. and then so he they were like showing the rear of the cars mm-hmm. and then the whole camera just like shook yep and then there's the sparks and then it just cut to the right and yep. you just see his car sliding <laughs> He's okay. He yeah. ended up playing uh, some roulette two nights later. Yeah. <laughs> I, got a, I got a picture of him at the roulette table with Oscar. <laughs> that was pretty cool <laughs> to wake up to. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, kind of ending that one. But, you know, there are a lot of overtakes overall in Vegas. Yeah. Um, you know, I, going back to the race having a lot of hate coming into it. For sure. It was really cool to see all of the haters just get silenced because everywhere you saw there was action. Someone was getting overtaken. Yeah. There was almost a French Civil War at one point, <laughs> um, which is always exciting, really, yeah. um, for any not not into it fans, uh, Alpine, two French drivers, <laughs> do not get along, do not <laughs> get along on the racetrack at all. Um, I think the assumption that people made was that it's like a big boxy upside down pig track. Yes. And it's like long straights, which I guess people thought would just be boring and mm-hmm. then like slow corner and then long straight. Yeah. But what that allowed for was like DRS. so much. It was a DRS insanity. Yep. And dive of, bomb. DRS oh, yeah. dive bomb. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty fun. Yeah. Plus with like the flags and things mm-hmm. that happened, like the red flag with Lando, um, can't remember other specific uh oh uh, there was a caution there, flag when uh max overtook george uh, and all that carbon fiber flew off there's a caution there yeah but like strategy yeah. tire management yeah everyone was all across the board mm-hmm. compared to some much more straightforward races it almost all comes down to strategy mm-hmm. and like everyone like half the grid well, you know, pit on the same lap after the one person makes the decision to do it. Yes. And then it only makes sense for everyone else to do it. Yep. This race, like, 
we were watching with a F, uh, F1 multi-viewer. Mm -hmm. So we were able to see who was on what tire and the <laughs> lifetime of the tires. It was too much. And it was like, it was all across the whole board. Yeah, like, usually you can assume on, yeah. where someone's going to end up after everyone pits, right? Yeah. And there's overcuts, undercuts, everything in between. Yeah. But like after that max overtake on the George Russell, Checo was like, all right, I'm going to pit. And now Checo is in a podium position yeah. after pitting. And we're like, wait, yeah. wait, didn't he qualify P12 or something like that? And before, oh, and we can talk about the incident with Piastri and Hamilton, but mm -hmm. before that, uh, I mean, Piastri was the only McLaren driver that I was able to follow yep. following lap three. But uh, like at one point he was in, you know, P3. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Yep. And then I look at multiviewer and he's on lap 26 on hard tires. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, he has to pit. And then like <laughs> everyone below him is like all across the board mm -hmm. on mediums and softs and hards. But there was so much like, you look at the panel and it's like, okay, they're there now, but like, chaos. that's not the whole story. <laughs> it was pure chaos yeah. for a viewer. <laughs> it's so hard to keep track of everything. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did want to kind of touch on that, that, um, so I, there were a couple incidents, if you will, throughout yes. the race. So turn one, Max mm -hmm. completely just took advantage of Charles Leclerc and then took a five second time penalty because he's Max Verstappen, his car's faster. He doesn't care. I think that he was also mad about that for whatever reason. He's mad about that. He drove him <laughs> off the road. And, I know. and Charles is a nice guy. So he's like, well, I don't want to damage my car. So yeah. I'll just get out of the way. Have yeah. fun in P1, Max. Yeah. It, it's frustrating because like that five second time penalty is nothing when you mm. take the, like, it's just not a position anymore. Like, I, I don't know if it ever was or when this was instituted, but. You know, to see someone just fully take advantage of another driver and then yeah. just get a five-second penalty is ridiculous to me. Yeah, I agree. And uh, also, I think that I was confusing Max being mad at Ocon in qualifying when they, like, got in oh, each no, he, other's he was way. Oh, no, he was mad at Leclerc there, Was too. he mad yeah, at Leclerc? Yeah, there was some radio uh, okay. after, after turn one. Huh. But, yeah, he was also mad at Ocon and free. Was that? No, that was qualifying. Qualifying, yeah. Yeah, he's, like, cursed. Or not curse, he just called him a st stupid idiot. Yeah. I don't think he's a stupid idiot for the record, just saying. <laughs> but uh, where was I going? Um, so there was the incident on turn one. Yes. Then there was, uh, we talked about uh, George Russell and Max a little bit. Yeah. So this was like a, I, I think Max was coming in to overtake George and, and George just, so it, Max had a good line yeah. to overtake. And he George. was on the inside. And he was on the inside, definitely in mirror view. Yeah. And George, I don't know if it was his iPhone um, maps, <laughs> Apple maps that said turn left now. And George turned left then. And he yeah. broke some carbon fiber on his and Max's car, yeah. which, you know, uh, uh, he got a five second time penalty for that. I understand that being a five second time penalty. For sure. Because he was defensive, but it was kind of a stupid defense. Yeah. In my opinion, anyway. Yeah, it was unwarranted. Mm -hmm. um, and then a little action between Oscar and Hamilton. Yeah. Which I want to say, was it Oscar that was in front and Hamilton went to overtake him? Um, on the inside? They were essentially... Piastri was on the outside, like directly to his right of his tires were the curb. Mm -hmm. So he was like on the outside of, of the turn. Yeah. And I think Hamilton essentially came whether he was already more on the inside mm -hmm. or like went down for like almost like an early apex mm -hmm. 
and was down on the inside. And then he was essentially taking, like, going towards the outside of the track. Yeah, yeah. In front of Piastri. Yep. Slightly. Yep. But, like, Piastri was there. But, like, the only thing Piastri could have done is, like, driven off track. Yeah. But in that situation, it happened so fast that they hit their Hamilton's right rear tire to Piastri's front left tire. Yes. And they both got punctures. Yeah. Racing incident. And I did, I even like with the party and everyone asking questions, and which was great, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to focus as much. Mm-hmm. I kind of like missed the actual impact. Mm-hmm. And then I just saw Piastri pitting and it like took longer than normal. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's not a tire change pit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. not for strategy. And yeah. I was like, well, now he's at the back. Like, great. <laughs> like, I only have the one driver I was rooting for. And then I saw him at the back. But he, he ended up had a great drive. Yeah, overall. he did. <laughs> that whole that whole like last I don't even know how many laps because mm-hmm. it was a, only a fifty lap race, but he ended up uh, passing a bunch of people and then securing both tenth place and the fastest lap. Yeah, two points or two points. Two points. Yeah, and you know, I, I think that they're still close enough to Aston Martin. Yeah, you know, one good race heading into the end of the season. We have. You know, a, a couple big fights heading into the end of the season here. Now, I'm going to bring up um, the Constructors' Championship real quick. Cause yeah, I'm I'm not, I haven't, post-Vegas, I haven't looked at the driver standings or constructor standings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know of them going into the race. Okay, uh, so constructor fights we have heading into you know Abu Dhabi a little early but we might as well talk about it a little bit here yeah so Mercedes and Ferrari for P2 Mercedes has 392 Ferrari has 388 wow that is tight I didn't know they were that close Mm -hmm. so then for P4 and I'm only saying this because Aston Martin did perform well this race you know so that so they got a good haul of points yeah um McLaren is at 284 and Aston Martin is at 273 so 11 points and four points, respectively, um, mm. to separate each other. And to scroll down a little bit here, because this is the one I'm stressed out about. <laughs> Thank God Alvatore shit the bed just as bad as Williams, because that yeah. is 28 to 21 right now. And then, you know, Alfa Romeo and Haas are very close behind as well. If they have a standalone good race, you know, they could overtake both of those teams. But um, I really am hoping that Williams keeps that P7 because <laughs> they need that money real bad. If uh, Danny Rick never broke his hand, you w- it wouldn't even be close. Shut up. No, I mean Williams would be ahead. Oh. Liam he- Liam Lawson got AlphaTauri a bunch of points. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. I think they had a really good race in Mexico. Or Danny Rick in Mexico. Did he? Yeah, he got, I think he got like uh, P6 or something like that. Uh, okay, that like set him up up. Yeah, so that 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 made me a little nervous. You know, I I do like Danny Rick. I like Yuki. I, yeah, I I shot on Alvatore last week. Well, or, no, I mean, but I'm just nervous, man. You, you can like both of us like lots of teams, mm-hmm. um, but we have like a specific team that we root for. So yes. like this next one, I will be actively rooting against Aston Martin so that they don't <laughs> overtake McLaren and me for Alvatore. Yeah, yeah, so like it, it's a uh, you know. It's fun competition. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then or, uh, driver championship-wise, what yeah. is it now? Sainz, Alonso, and Lando are all just within. Yeah. I think I Sainz think and Alonso are tied. I think it's like five. Yeah, it's like 200, 200, mm-hmm. and then 195 or 194, 196. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up in one second here. Yeah. Sorry, I should have had that ready. <clears throat> um, let's see here. We have No, but it is like 
it is cool that there is still competition to follow and root for because mm-hmm. everyone <laughs> keeps asking me that's not a Formula One fan why and how are you finding this entertaining if the same person just always wins yeah and it's I, like it's so hard to answer that question there's so much more to it yeah and um, when you're rooting for a team yeah and they're toe-to-toe with another team yeah it doesn't matter what Red Bull is doing I don't care Max yeah can... there's the I guess that's a good way to say it is like there's the microcosm of yeah. F1 and it's like yes Max winner yeah he Max wins that's yeah. all he does yes yes <laughs> And then, but then the microcosms of F1 yeah. is like, oh, this, you know, this driver move is going to move to here. This driver got yeah. injured. So yeah. then this one's two points behind this one. Storylines like, everywhere you look. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so cool about Formula One is that there's all the little tiny things moving, moving, little moving parts, literally moving parts. <laughs> so we have signs uh, at 200, Alonzo at 200, and Lando at 195. Um, I I do want to mention that what Leclerc place? is at 188. Is that fourth, fifth, sixth? So that is fourth, fifth, sixth, and then Leclerc is at 188, seventh. The only reason I'm mentioning Leclerc is because you know hypothetically, if he won the race and and Lando didn't do well, and all three of those drivers didn't do he well, could, he could pass all of them. Yeah, he could pass all of them technically. Who's below him? Uh, Leclerc. George Russell. With how many? 160. Oh, so yeah, okay. he's 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 kind of so settled like at that, Those four: Leclerc, Sainz, Alonso, and Norris mm-hmm. are all going to be fighting for. That's pretty cool. It is exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's also Pierre and Alcon are within four points of each other. Oh, no. oh my god! They're just going to take each other out <laughs> so that neither of them can win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, it was an exciting race. Obviously, yeah. we have a lot to look forward to going into Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Um, it's been a long season, and I'm really coming happy to that the you... end of my inaugural inaugural <laughs> inaugural Formula One season. Yeah, yeah. We'll do a review, and I'm excited for that. But yeah. there's another thing on this list of things to talk about here. Oh, yeah. It's not huge. Um, I just thought it was cool, and I saw it today, um, that Formula One created a thing. It might have already been a thing, but at least they were utilizing it for Vegas. Um, but Formula One has a thing called Fan Voice, mm-hmm. and they're essentially marketing to... F1 fans and are collecting feedback for the race. And so it's, you know, people are obviously very opinionated about, you know, what happened, how things are run, uh. you know, all kinds of things from fan perspective. Mm-hmm. And like this whole sport is all like for fans. Yes. Like that's how it revolves and succeeds is all because of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought it was cool that they're, you know, taking feedback they're acknowledging that this was their first time well in recent history you know putting on such a wild track Mm -hmm. i just thought it was cool that they were asking people for their feedback and actually you know taking into account the fan perspective now do they so is it like a forum where someone just posts something and then formula one reacts to it or it's essentially uh like a contact us form oh where like you're able to they ask you like specific questions about things Mm -hmm. um i didn't do the whole thing when i saw it um but they essentially just you know get some information and you know you're able to if you thought that something was done really 
silly way or you appreciated a certain aspect that they you would want them to bring back mm-hmm. um that's like i think it's cool that they provided an outlet to get feedback for mm-hmm. a race that was kind of controversial and i think pretty successful overall mm-hmm. um yeah i just thought that was kind of cool when i saw that yeah yeah, so we got Abu Dhabi coming up, and you know we got a week off here. We got a holiday because we're Americans. Yep. Um, Thanksgiving, which is my favorite holiday in terms of food. Um, I like turkey and corn and mashed potatoes because I'm a white boy. Do they have Thanksgiving in Europe? I don't know. They have it in Canada, so Lance knows a little bit about mm. Thanksgiving, but it's also in October, so it's different. Oh. Um, and I don't know if it's you it's know like Boxing Day is like different than. Yeah, I don't know what that... I used to think it was for, like, boxers. It's not for boxers. I don't it's know much not, about Canada. It's boxes. Boxes. Like gifts. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't yeah. know that. But yeah. anyway, because anyway. Thanksgiving's coming up, yep. I wanted to say something I was thankful for. Mm. Well, actually, I'll say two things. Okay. The first one is this podcast. Thank you for doing this, Foster. You know, yeah. I, we both collaborate with this, and, you know, I think we've... You know, it looks pretty freaking cool. And yeah. Our friends are commenting that the set looks cool, so I'm really thankful for that. And the other thing I'm thankful for is James Vowles being my team principal for my favorite team because he's the coolest freaking guy in the world. And we just, we might even make a, I, I kind of thought about making an entire episode talking about the Braun, <laughs> Braun GP uh, thing oh, because, oh. because that thing was, that was fire. Yeah. But I had no idea James Vowles was the strategist for the team for Braun GP. I think he was a strategist. I think it was team strategist. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, I had no clue. <laughs> we were watching it, yeah. and I, I recognized this this voice of an angel. And then James Vallis comes on the screen, and I was like, oh, my God, it's James Vallis. <laughs> like, wh- what's he going to comment on? It's like, oh, he was on the team? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah. So, um, also, he just made an Instagram. He did? Yeah. Mr. I'm his number one fan. Calling him right now. I mean, he's been participating on Instagram through mm-hmm. the Williams Instagram, but uh-huh. he made his own Instagram. And uh, just, I'm a bigger you fan. You already follow him, man. I'm a bigger fan than you what are. What the heck? <laughs> Look at that first picture. <laughs> he's got oh, his kid man, in there. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, no, he's a really cool guy. That's so cool. I would want to know more about him. And it was cool to know that he was involved with the whole Braun GP thing. And we can do a whole... We'll probably do a whole thing talking about that. Yeah, we got a lot show. of time in the offseason, yeah. Yeah. Um you have anything you're thankful for, Foster, this year? I'm thankful for Formula One. Because <laughs> it's sick. Yes. And I've never been a sport person ever. Yeah. It's interesting you say that, yeah. But I've been a car person for forever. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of like, I know you did a lot of the getting me into it mm-hmm. essentially but i think it was kind of like perfect that like for someone that can appreciate like competition i've always been into like esports yes and those kind of things yep. um so i'm fa- i'm thankful for formula 1 and getting to explore this whole new world of fast cars and rich people and <laughs> and high earning teams and sponsorships and all kinds of crazy oh, yeah. stuff Yep. And I'm thankful for our viewers. Oh, that's a good one, yeah. Our listeners and our viewers. That's a really good one. I should have said that. Because no. we are nothing without you. That's true. That's true. Yeah. No, but yeah, I also think that this is like a cool thing that we've done. We didn't start at the beginning of the season, but that's uh, 
you know, that's just when we started. But this is essentially coming to an end of Basement Break Season 1. Getting close, yeah. And then we'll be doing... Basement Break's off-season special. Yeah, well, I think that'd be cool to kind of follow the seasons of Formula One, Mm -hmm. where it's like off-season season season Mm -hmm. almost. Yeah. And then, you know, like following the... The, the actual like schedule of Formula One because that's kind of how the episodes are already like built out. We're mm-hmm. essentially following the schedule. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of exciting stuff happening, even though we're coming to the last race. Oh, man, I'm excited for March preseason testing. You're gonna get freaking excited about yeah. that again. Yeah, because I even like I knew about it a little bit ahead of time, mm-hmm. but it was more just like, all right, when's March going to come? Yeah. It wasn't as much like obsessing about it. Yeah. I was just like waiting for the first race to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I have, you know, all of my fingers in places <laughs> of Formula One, I'm going to have my pulse on all sorts of stuff that's happening in the off season. Oh, yeah. Anyway, but thank you very much for hopefully you're still here listening and watching our episode 12, Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We are alive. Yes. <laughs> Thank God. We made it. <laughs> we survived. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess anyway. we'll, we'll catch you probably for Abu Dhabi preview. Would that make sense to do the next one? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And we can even include, you know, like news and stuff that happens between yeah. now and then. That's but a good call. We'll probably do an Abu Dhabi preview. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, we'll see you then. See you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Viva Las Vegas. <laughs> Thank you.